Hello, and welcome to another edition of Forrester CX Cast. Each week, we speak with an analyst from the customer experience team about their research or discuss a customer experience topic in the news. My name is Deanna Laufer, along with my co host Sam Stern. You'll hear our voice each week. Welcome to today's episode of Forrester CX Cast. Today with me, I have, as always, my co-host, Sam Stern. Hello. And, <laughs> hi, Sam. And senior analyst on the customer experience team at Forrester, Maxie Schmidt. Hello. Thanks for joining me today. Um, and today we're going to be talking to Sam and Maxie about their recent research on voice of the employee programs. Um, so, Maxie, let me ask you this, because you are our resident expert on voice of the customer programs. Um, why isn't collecting customer feedback enough? Good question. So customer feedback gives you lots of insights, but it tells you much of the top line of, if we th think about a journey, a customer journey, it tells you a lot about the top end of the customer journey. You understand how customers feel about their journey, the pain points. You even get a little bit of insight into the front line, but below that there is really nothing that you get from customer feedback about the root causes of the employee uh, of, the, of the root causes of bad customer experiences. And, but you know what's even worse is that many companies already know what kind of problems their customers are even having. And, they're not, they, and they still field surveys and they ask feedback from their customers and spend a lot of time and effort on getting that feedback when they actually already have so much insights from the employees even to that part. So if you, if you think about this as, as what can customer feedback do and what can employee feedback do, employee feedback can give you a lot of the same things that customer feedback can give you. Employee feedback gives you not only the root causes of customer problems, but it also helps you understand when the, if there are customer problems that you might not recognize with just your customer feedback. Yeah, we like to say um, in the in the report in the about uh, voice of employee programs that customers can tell you what they see, but employees can tell you all the things that customers don't see or things that haven't yet reached a critical stage with customers, but that are sort of future pain points, and so you can sort of address those before they get to customers, or it's the type of thing where employees know this is an issue because it's happened once or twice with customers, but you're not seeing it yet show up in feedback, but employees can tell you about it sooner than waiting for the survey to get fielded and the data to come back from customers. So it's a complementary source of information, and it also might point to problems before you get it through customer feedback. Exactly. So... Employee feedback is important, um, and you collect that through what you're calling a voice of the employee program. What do you mean by that? What does that entail? Is that just like the annual customer employee, the annual employee engagement survey? Well, we wanted to be precise, so um, we created a definition of what we mean by voice of employee, and it's any feedback from employees or partners that pertains to their ability to deliver great customer experiences. So, yes, that includes the annual employee engagement survey, but it's so much more than that too. So it includes any call center notes. It includes any conversations between an employee and their manager or, or employees and peers. It includes you know, internal um, social media platforms like Yammer or Chatter where they're sharing ideas or sharing information with each other. It's all those sources and it's about things that pertain directly to the customer experience like a call center note does. And it's things that actually are more about the employee experience. So why are employees not as motivated as they could be? Why are they distracted? Is there, you know, process or uh, procedures or lack of training that is keeping them from delivering the right experiences? Those are some of the sources of feedback you want to get as well. 
It's about the customer experience and the employee experience. Yeah, because ultimately you want to you want to have two things in place, right? You want to have a good employee experience. We're talking about everything that has to do with hiring, socialization, the data is employee, um, the voice of employee too. And you want to have the processes in place, the tools and technologies in place that help employees provide a good customer experience. That's why that's why a company like um, like Eon in Germany, a huge utility provider, having a, a very large NPS program, and they make sure to collect feedback from employees about things that went wrong with the customer in the moment. They do this in the workflow, make it easy for them to collect that data. And um, that's been very successful for them. And they've uh, said that the data that they collected in this program contributed a lot to their 30-point NPS increase that they've achieved over the past years. And that's because they made it easy for employees to give that feedback. So companies need employee feedback and customer feedback. How do you integrate those two sources of feedback? How do you integrate your voice of the customer and voice of the employee programs? Well, I would say first that it's important that you do so. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, your question implies that. Uh, But bringing those two sources of data together, we saw over and over again in our research was one of the ways that companies actually prioritized which projects to work on to improve the experience. If they were hearing it as an issue both from customers and from employees, then that was something that they knew had higher priority to go tackle. Um, so companies like uh, John Deere Financial, for example, um, they feed customer um, feedback and employee feedback into the same system. So they're integrated, and so they can look at pain points described by each group um, together and yeah, get you're, you're and get that feedback together. You're thinking of the example with the paper statements, right? Yes. Yeah, that was totally when the employees had told um, John, John Deere that this is a problem, and the customers had told them that's a problem, and... John Deere has a has a way of prioritizing problems, and this is this ended up on the top of the priority list because they they realized that this was an overlap. And even though this was actually quite costly for them to do, it required some technology investments. They ended up making this improvement because they knew that both customers and employees had um, had spoken about this problem or had had brought this problem to to their attention. So, assuming that CX professionals listening to this podcast have bought into needing a voice of employee program, what do they need to do to uh, set up a, a good voice of employee program to do it well? I, I want to underscore the point that you need a voice of employee program. Because right now what we see are a lot of initiatives that help gather voice of the employee in different ways. There's an engagement survey that happens every 18 months. There's maybe a suggestion box. But um, having a really systematic approach at collecting and utilizing that data to improve customer experiences is critical. So a good voice of customer, sorry, <laughs> a good voice of employee program helps you collect the data from, from employees. It helps you understand the root causes of problems that the employees are pointing out. It also helps you to react to the feedback, make changes. And then finally, the, the last step, and I think this is a very important step for voice of employee programs, is telling employees what you've done with the feedback. So explain how the feedback is used. And so we call this the cure cycle, collect, understand, react, and explain. And we have some examples in the report of companies that are doing activities along the cycle. So for example, in the, if you, if, you know, just, just think about collecting, because we already talked about the Eon example earlier. They make it really easy for the employees to give the feedback in the process. So they have this mask in the call center where employees can put in, yeah, I've seen three issues happening. I think this is all the same root cause. So they put it into that mask. Yeah. So, so, so Sam, I mean, 
but the, the, example, the examples that we've seen from um, Crow Horvath, from Eon, and from... Red Robin. Red Ro from Red Robin show us that it needs to be an collection needs to be easy, disciplined, and effortless for employees. Yep, that's right. And so we talked about um, the fact that you need to collect all of this information. And then what I think is, is, is important to th think about this in terms of the four phases is you, you do want to collect all that information, be comprehensive with it. Um, but if you don't then start to transition it into actual analysis, figuring out what the data are telling you, uh, integrating it with your customer feedback as well, then you start to get to a point where you're, you, know, you have um, just too much data and you aren't really taking action with it. So that's why I think it's important um, to move on to the, the next phase where you're really trying to understand the underlying issues. And this is where we saw um, companies um, getting really good. We talked about John Deere Financial with um, bringing the different sets of data together and using them to figure out which of the issues identified were the ones that required taking action um, most quickly. From there, um, companies move on to actually taking action, do something with the data, right? Um, and one of the things that we liked just to stay with John Deere for a moment was that one of their categories of ideas when they prioritized what they were hearing in the feedback was they called it Just Do It, I guess uh, inspired by Nike, uh, which is this idea is good enough and simple enough to implement that we're going to ask employees to just do it, just implement this idea. And so that was a good category, we thought, because it allowed employees to be empowered to take action, and employees then could feel like their ideas were almost coming back to them immediately to be implemented. And that, was, uh, that, that really brings us, I think, to onto the fourth phase. And, and Maxie, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one as well. But the idea of um, explaining um, the E in Cure, what you're doing with the feedback to employees, is something that is so important, and I've heard from so many of our clients, is something they struggle with that if you don't provide feedback to employees about how their feedback is being used, you can quickly turn them off to the idea that they should share any of that information with you. If they feel like it's going into a black hole, if they feel like you're not taking their feedback seriously, they are not going to continue to share it with you over time. Yeah, and I think what, 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 what you saw in, you know, when Sam was just talking, there's actually a theme going through all of this, and that is that a voice of employee program is not about collecting feedback from employees and then doing something with it. It's about collecting feedback from employees and then involving those very same employees in understanding why that feedback matters, what to do about this, and then in the end, close the loop with them and explain what you've done. Yeah, I think that's a great point. It's if you care, if, if you take, you know, as given that they have valuable input to share, that reason is why you should also involve them in figuring out what the data really mean and what to do about it. Um, they're, they're smart enough and they're close enough to the experiences to see what's happening. That means that they're also the right people to be part of the analysis and the um, development of solutions to fix those issues. Mm -hmm. And that's why we see um, platforms, idea creation and idea voting platforms coming up more. Tools like Spigot, for example. As I said earlier, right, the suggestion box has always existed. And I hear from many companies that they haven't been successful with that because the ideas went somewhere and then that you know nothing happened with them but now if we have those tools we can you know, employees can put the ideas in and then they can up and downward yeah and, and so uh, just yeah. to i mean you can read more about this example in the report but the um the cisco internal user experience team 
had um, multiple rounds of feedback and input from the sales teams that they were designing this new solution for. And I think that's a great example of, of how rigorous to be in involving employees throughout the process. Yeah, so companies might think that it's a burden to involve employees, but really employees aren't going to take the time to give their ideas and provide this feedback unless they are involved and informed about where their ideas come from. So, so you need to make this a collaborative process. Yes, and actually, I think we would we would recommend that if you can't, if you feel like you will not have the time to give them feedback and, and updates about how their their ideas and their feedback are being used, then you really aren't ready to get started with your voice of employee program because it will be short-lived when employees don't hear anything from you and stop submitting ideas. So you want to go into this with a plan for giving them updates on how you're using their feedback. And we find also that when we get questions about voice of employee, we, we often get questions around how do you get employees to share their ideas? And this goes back to the point that you just made, Sam. Right? You get them to share ideas exactly like you get customers to share ideas by showing that you give a damn about the ideas. <laughs> We're now going to get the explicit tag on this <laughs> podcast, I think. <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. And it's, it's about building up trust. And, and you got to start small and start slow, but show them that you're taking their feedback seriously. And then if you do that over time, they will give you more ideas. They will be more willing to be part of uh, analyzing the data, developing solutions to act on the ideas, you know, things like voting, uh, there'll be you'll see more participation there. You'll see more willingness to sign up for co-creation sessions um, and other initiatives like that. Yeah, and, and yes, that also means you'll have to invest in manpower. So yes. Fidelity Workplace Investments, for example, they do have um, voice of the associate. They have voice of the okay, voice of customer and voice of associate ambassadors. Exactly. So Fidelity Workplace Investments has. Um, positions where people are in charge of the voice of employee. They call this voice of the associate. And those people are, they are, for, ex for example, in, in the call center, there might be a person that every, every associate in the call center knows to go to when they have feedback. And that person then gets together with the voice of customer ambassadors to talk about the trends they see in the feedback. So this is not something that will be just, you know, this, this is not just a technology where you ask your employees to put some ideas into Spigot and that's it you'll have to invest um, in managing that as a program. So Sam and Maxie, you've given us so many great ideas for setting up a Voice of the Employee program. I hesitate to ask this even, but are there any additional recommendations you would have for clients starting Voice of the Employee programs? I would go, the one recommendation I would really highlight as important is, is go take a look at what data, what information, and how you're doing it, you're already collecting from your employees. So, you know, you asked at the top about the annual employee engagement survey. You know, you want to basically create an inventory of things like that and include, you know, call center logs, include, um, you know, an online platform like Chatter or Yammer, uh, these suggestion boxes. And then think about where else you'd love to have employee input, ideally, either about their experiences or about the customer's experiences. And that really gives you a starting point for saying, if we were going to create a robust voice of employee program, Here's what we've got. Here's what we're starting with. And what else do we think we need to add to that to have a comprehensive set of data from employees? Maxie and Sam, you've both um, referenced your report where you can find additional examples. Um, can you tell everybody what that report is? It's called Cure Broken Customer Experiences with Voice of the Employee Programs. It's live on Forrester.com. And I would uh, also reference Maxie and I... Um, did a webinar 
uh, with slides that's recorded uh, from March 19th, I believe. And, and if you're a Forrester client, you can also find that out on the website as well. Okay, great additional resources for our listeners to look at. Um, thanks so much, Maxie and Sam, for joining me in the studio today. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's CXCast. We'll post links to the reports we mentioned in this episode in the podcast show notes. For questions or suggestions, please contact me at D-L-A-U-F-E-R at Forrester.com. And remember, your customer's perception is your CX reality.